PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. You can have balls of titanium. Titanium balls brought to you by Druco, a subsidiary of. Wait, how's it go? No, it's Druco. Druco's the overall. Yeah, we, period, make, period, things, period. Who needs balls of steel when you can have Taito balls? Titano balls. Titano balls, damn it. Take three. Who needs this balls? Is, this is this is like some weird commercial for something that would be in like Cyberpunk 2077 or it? something. Oh yeah, oh dude, yeah. No, I thought this was our new sponsor. No, they've uh, one of the things that, because it's all about the body mods. Exactly, body modifications. It, one mission, I guess. It's it's like a stupid little side quest, but I guess it's like them pandering to some sort of online audience. Like the person, the character is like an actual person. Like I don't know if he's a YouTuber or. A, podcaster or a, or a something some sort of personality yeah but he's some sort of personality uh and uh he has a he has a dick implant that goes awry uh tatsuo okay kind of. so you gotta do the drew code you have to do the drew code thing drew code we make yeah thing you gotta do it when, when, when i when i cue you okay take three <clears throat> this is our new sponsor <laughs> Who needs balls of steel when you can have Titano Balls? Brought to you by Titanium Balls Corporation, a subsidiary of Druco. We make things. Druco. That's our new sponsor. Uh, guys, welcome to episode 418 of Cinema Crespediso, brought to you by Titano Balls. Uh, so happy to have our new sponsor on. You can hit them up at titanoballs.co slash podcasting. Use the promo code Crespediso for 22% off each ball. It's a good deal, <laughs> yeah, right? It is, it is. I, yeah, yeah. I campaigned hard for that deal, 44% off overall. But of course, you do have to buy multiple sets. You do have to work that out with the manufacturer. Drew Cogburn, how are you? What up, dude? Uh, thanks for bringing that sponsor to yeah. us. Uh, yeah, everybody. Druco, man. Yeah, get a little more into the mic with this board. Druco, man, they make things. They're, yeah, <laughs> thank God. They got some of this. They make things. Bezos sells things. You work together. Yeah. It's over. It's exactly. A, it's, a, it's, a whole new, it's a whole new world. Um, all right, well, uh, there was almost a coup this week. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yes, yes, or, there was. Organized from the top down for yeah, multiple uh-huh. departments. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. that was very interesting. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Tiny little failed insurrection. I mean... <sighs> the first one's always a failure. I mean, I always knew it that... It has to inspire more to show I, up I, for the I, second one. I, I always knew that when uh, when fascism came to America, mm-hmm. it would be draped in the flag and carrying the cross. There you go. Um, but it, now that it's here, <laughs> it's fucking scary. It sucks. <laughs> 
fortunately, a lot of them are dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, Chris. So, That's why they're doing it to begin with. So here, here's the thing. Um, I, um, uh, I beg of you and all I, our listeners beg to you. go uh, look up some uh, little bit of German history oh, pre World War Two. Yeah, how they were, and just and just how, look at things. How dumb they were. They were a clown show from from beginning to end. The not Nazi regime. How dumb they were. How flabbergasted. I just they're they're used. The GOP right now is using the same scare tactics. Yeah, it's it's right wing extremism. It's all it is. It's all it is, and so we just have to to fight. Fortunately, Drew, we have to know that the, the Drew Chicago uh, Twitter account uh, makes that a priority. Good, <laughs> so, fantastic. So Thank, thanks. So you're not one of the ones who's been dropped from a Twitter <laughs> or banned uh, or whatever. All the bots have been erased. Good. Uh, now that the Democrats have control of all the, or they will have control of all the. All the units of government. I mean, that means they have control of the the the, the committees and the ch- the chairs of the committees that oversee all that shit. All the big tech. So of course now they're like, we got a man everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. They could have been doing this shit years ago, yeah. and they could have kept this stuff off the internet. But no. So they're they're full of it. They're two faced uh, big tech assholes, and anyone that applauds them for finally kicking all these people off, and not just like the presidentship, but also um, all the bots. And I all mean, the, in all reality, all it's the a, white it's, supremacist I, crap. I mean, it's good that it's happening, but once again, too it, late. It's, no, exactly. It's yeah. another one of these cases where it's too little, too late. Yeah, it's a reaction. It's not yeah. an action. It's a reaction. Yes. So, uh, you know, we're not the type of show that's like, oh, we're going to try to give you an escape from the world. The real world is there, man. It's, out, <laughs> it's right outside your window. I mean, you can escape from it from time to time, but just just realize yeah. it's still going to be there when you come back. <laughs> it's going to be waiting for you. It, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and well, you know what? It, ch- uh, yeah. Chances are, if <laughs> if you're if you're a decent human being and you take a break from the world, chances are, just due to the fact that you were decent yeah. and you took a break, when you come back to the world, it's going to be worse because you weren't, you weren't there. There was a the, the, the universal bores a vacuum. The decency is gone. I'll be filled with hatred it's your no. fault that you, you yeah i like yeah. that that's exactly the way it is so uh, yeah, I mean, just, the, we should all remember that as we watch our movies i mean come on chris the only the thing world's falling apart around us the only thing that's needed for evil to thrive is for good men to sit around and do nothing wasn't well, that uh, didn't they say that in a pirates of the caribbean <laughs> sequel didn't they use that <laughs> they've used that in just about every so many yeah. every yeah, yeah, yeah. sci-fi fantasy what if there is a hero's quest <laughs> at some point in time some old man will come by it's like, how dare you reject the call? This is why thou shalt not reject thine call. Uh, so, and then, I mean, I don't know, a lot, lot of things I want to say, but yeah. it's fine. You can just, like, follow my Twitter at I am Chris Crespo, I guess, to get more of that kind of Fucking stuff. bonkers. And if you don't want that stuff, then follow at Crespo Diso, which is all movies. It's separate. Huh? But equal? Well, I don't like Whoa, that phrase. Hey there. <laughs> that, that, that's been used poorly before. <laughs> separate but equal. Uh-oh, Chris. That's not good. <laughs> Uh, so we're chilling in, you know, it's 2001, studio update, lights are going, uh, it's all moody in here, Drew, I have an idea, finally, to find a way to do, like, a, a video, I mean, not technically, but visually, how to do a video podcast okay. of, of just what we're doing now, we don't change anything, I, I, remind me at the half, I'll tell you what it is, I don't want to say it on mic, okay. but it's, uh, let me just say it's cinematic, Okay, is what it is, it's, <laughs> it's more work than it's worth it. But of course it is. But it's, it would look great. <laughs> it would look great. So anyway, uh, we're going to do our show where we review stuff. Haven't seen anything new. I mean, there's been a few movies out there. Like last week, Enzian had Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. This week, one week only, they have One Night in Miami. That's mm-hmm. that um, night nurse, Regina King. Yeah. She directed the movie, and it's um, 
one night in a club in Miami where it's Muhammad Ali before he was Cassius Clay yeah. after his fight. Uh, Sam Cooke, Malcolm X. Oh yeah, that 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 fateful weekend where all those four people just happened to be in the They're same place at the same time. Mm. And well, most of them came to see my, uh, Cassius Clay fight. They, they all came to got talking. And when people found out that all of those people were talking, they were like, Oh yeah. no. Legendary night of those four guys <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. So uh, that's at the NC in one week only. The thing with the NC, I love them. They're great. They have uh, great programming, great selections, but I have found over the years that when they pick up a movie, it tends to be at the end of its Wrong. theatrical run. So expect it to be available on VOD very Pretty soon. Very soon. Yep. Uh, but maybe we should go. Maybe we should go this week. I don't know. See what uh, no, it's, it's busiest time of the year, early January. No, it's not. That's not true at all. The oh, I forgot to mention. God damn it! This week, uh, it's not on the day, but it is when we have to do it. We do it every year. We have to wish happy birthday. That's right, Jeremy Renner. It's his 49th birthday. Happy is birthday, he? Jeremy Renner! Good for him. January seventh was his birthday. Huh? Also, January seventh. Ah, uh, you thought I was gonna forget the other birthday. Happy birthday, Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah Nicholas Cage. Oh man, speaking of, I've, I've uh, been meaning to watch the history of curse words on Netflix. Uh, part of my media diet. I watched the first couple episodes okay. of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's easy watch. I mean, is the I, I mean, it's Nick Cage on a couch in a suit, yeah. telling me about curse words and probably using them a lot. <laughs> he does. Get, he does get to use them. Obviously, he Nick Cage is a great choice because oh, yeah. uh, they give him these little, you know, the little monologues and him hosting the mm-hmm. show by himself. Uh, they give him these little runs, and he just like. It's, he makes a meal out of all. Well, of no, them. exactly. It's all about whatever tone you're going for for you know the thing. Like yeah. in, you know, Nick Cage gives it a certain tone. If you wanted to be a little bit more weird, subversive, and goofy, you know, you throw in a Ryan Reynolds. Or if you wanted to mm-hmm. you know really blow people's socks off or something, you get some old man to do it. Uh, <laughs> you, you think of George Carlin and he reanimate yeah. his well, corpse. No, no, no. You have to go with somebody that you wouldn't think. So like, think the sweetest old man, and he's the one you do it. Uh, who is, this is an interesting thought experiment. Who is currently the sweetest old man? I mean, in 10 years, it would be Tom Hanks. Mm. Yeah, he is on his way to old. No. Seems very sweet. Mm -hmm. He's America's sweetheart for men. Um, who is, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know at Crespedisa or Facebook group Cinema Crespedisa or Instagram. Are we on TikTok? Can you respond to, I don't think you can do that on TikTok. That's not, that's not what TikTok's about. I don't know. TikTok ain't about that. You can't. I've never even launched the app, Chris. I haven't. Couldn't tell you anything about it. Uh, I'll talk about that later. (laughs) um, it's good. It's good. Nick Cage does bring a certain. Uh, uh, gravitas to all oh, of it. Yeah. So when he talks about some, you know, the the dumb little, not dumb, but the little uh, um, asides they give him, the little intros that he has to do, like he just makes them all work uh, better than most people could. Yeah. And then they talk to some fun people. There's Sarah Silverman's in there, but also some like cool, uh, uh, like. Um, sociologist and uh, what like etymologist oh, yeah. history people who are people use words like lexically yes. and uh, you know, <laughs> and they even put it up on screen lexically now like oh, ever <laughs> additive yeah. that's what it means like oh shit okay that's cool it's it's very fun yeah. it's very fun very cool I enjoyed it. yeah but I've only seen the first two episodes fucking shit I feel like I don't know they re- they started with fuck well it, that was big you they start with the big one it, it it's the not, rest of them are like di- uh, dick. Pussy. I mean, in all, I mean, in all reality, you could probably do like an hour on the word "fuck." It's yeah. the most one of the. It is probably the most versatile in the English language. It's fantastic. 
It's a fantastic word. It is. It's a lovely word. Yeah, uh, yeah it's good. It's a good history of swear words for sure. I've only seen the first two eps, but it's an easy 20 minutes per, so I'll definitely watch the rest. When I'm like late at night, I want to watch something before I go to bed, but I ain't trying to like commit to no. another episode of The Expanse. Right, because I'm a. I just started season four okay. of The Expanse. Have you? So where, where are you at on that show? Well, I haven't started the new season yet. Cause okay, because it, it's coming out weekly. Yes, they're so on, they're on episode six. Yeah, I and think. I'm really not in the mood to sit there and like have to do it every week. I just yeah, need. Sure. To, I just need to carve out, you know, a nice day to just pow. And they're doing. I guess well, season four is ten episodes. So it must be doing ten again for season Maybe. five. Probably it all depends. There are about fifty episodes, uh, fifty minutes each, but they. Yeah. For this season, they changed because the first three were made for TV, so well, no, they're exactly. all like a cool 40. Well, no, exactly. And then later, then they got picked up. Yes, so, by Amazon. Yeah, th- then they can fluctuate. You know, you can do your 38s and your 52s, yes. and as long as you're telling your story. But uh, they did cut them down from 13 episodes to 10 episodes, so longer episodes, oh. but uh, less of them, a little bit less. Uh, so I just started season four, and you know, it's, it's, it's good. I remember when the show started. Also, they like at one point, they started talking about... Uh, characters from like the first season like uh Her- uh jared harris's character and shit they put up pictures of him and you're like oh like, yeah it's like, oh yeah <laughs> that's what that show used to be about he, like when i yeah. it's been so long since i watched that season it's not like i ever bothered to go back and rewatch or look Ta- up anything the about protomolecule. it so i have so now <laughs> these gates and the proto molecule like, i don't even know what's going on anymore <laughs> so i'm just watching having a good time it's a good show it's fun uh we'll, we'll do a, like a nice little blowout thing for the patreon uh, mostly for Ron. Because <laughs> Ron asked for it. What do you want? But, what, but Ron, hey. what Ron wants, Ron gets. What Ron wants, Ron gets. That's how it works around here in the Crespity. So, so actually, yeah, there you go. Those are two things out of my um, out of my media diet. One of them is on Amazon. History of Swear Words is Netflix. I watched a movie, uh, The Endless, on Netflix. Did it end? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does have an ending. Then the movie lied. The movie does have an ending. There, <laughs> there is an, the move. The title doesn't make sense. I never even bothered to like titles. So we're like sometimes who gives a shit, right? Never even bothered to think about the title in terms of the movie. But now that you bring it up and I think about it, yes, the title does make <laughs> sense in the terms of the movie. I don't want to necessarily give away what it is, but I will say this: it's low budge. The reason I even checked it out, I saw a tweet from uh, our boy Billy D. I love blood on Twitter. And he was retweeting one of the people who made this thing, um, Benson and Hedges or something like that is their name. Let me see, what does it say here? More, more, Morehouse and Benson. Okay. You hear that? Mm-hmm. We're under attack. And um, the uh, he tweeted about how these guys are super excited to work on Moon Knight. Who? And Bill was like, this is the perfect, This is, these guys, this is perfect for Moon Knight. I'm like, all right, who are they? The end. The guys who did the endless. So why did that make Marvel think? Oh, these guys would be good for the Moon Knight show. What's mm. the, what's the connection? I don't know. So that's why I checked it out. Try to figure it out. So the movie is about a couple of brothers who get called back to a, uh, a like a death cult that a UFO death cult. Oh, okay. That, well, yeah. the older brother thought it was a death cult, so he pulled the younger brother out. Now that they're older, they get called back and they go to check it out. And uh, this movie's about them hanging out there and then the weird shit that happens while they're hanging out at this camp in somewhere okay. in like California. And it does go to some interesting, like pretty supernaturalish places. I'll say that it is hard. I've, this is what I tweeted. It's hard to do low budget Lovecraft mm-hmm. 
And that's what this is. Okay. Because it's all about um, some, something of uh, monsters bigger than he can. They even mentioned one character. First off, it opens with a Lovecraft quote okay. on the screen. At another time, a character just mentions Lovecraft and down some, some bullshit side soliloquy just so to hammer, hammer it home. Um, someone starts talking about an equation that's like akin to an impos- trying to describe an impossible color. Maybe oh, yeah. think immediately of color out of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, there are elements that sort of remind me of like annihilation. And uh, so it's the less uh, tentacly fish people side of Lovecraft mm-hmm. and the more existential there's something i can't explain happening yeah. lovecraft that's just uh the existential horror yeah the confoundingness of it which is super hard to do visually yeah. it works great um in writing but how do you convey i'm I, losing my mind i mean you gotta maybe do it with mood weird camera swings and effects and then it's hard to do <clears throat> all that stuff and not come across as cheesy no. or uh, corny, mm-hmm. overwrought, stupid, whatever, however you want to put it. Uh, anyway, they did a pretty good job. It's also, it doesn't have any of that crazy... I mean, there's some of it towards the end, but uh, it's pretty straightforward for the most part. And I wonder if that's because of how it is very low budget. It's a bunch of dudes. Mm. You know, run down ass camp mm-hmm. in the middle of the mountains with some digital effects put in later. Yeah. So anyway, but it's it's pretty good. The Endless Netflix. Ah, let's see. Oh my God. Okay, I read a book. Mm. First book of 2021. Mm-hmm. The Three Body Problem. It's the first of a trilogy. Okay. Chinese sci-fi. Hugo Award winner. I think the first Hugo Award winning book out of China. Okay. And uh, it's being developed by Netflix. Mm-hmm. By the, uh, the the Game of Thrones dudes, Benny Offen and Vice. Okay. And it's about... Well, the first book, anyway. It's about um, it's about a couple of things. Okay, it's interesting. I guess I mean, it's it's like this guy saw contact and was like, "Let me come up with my own version of, of okay. contact." Gotcha. But but it involves a lot of other. Goes a whole different way with it. It takes it even further. Okay, uh, it has a very big scope while still telling st- stories of individual people. You know what I found very interesting about this book? It, it's uh, And this guy, I can't say his name, obviously, because I'm not Chinese. Zixin Lu, Z-I-X-I-N Lu. Zixin. Zixin Lu. I like that. Okay, Zixin Lu. He uh, throws in a lot of, like, very... <laughs> Technical sci-fi. I mean, it's like it's hard science sci-fi. Yeah. A lot of very technical stuff in terms of uh, theoretical physics and ideas. Characters doing whole paragraphs of dialogue, just explaining the physics of a thing. Um, and it gets a little, you know, uh, a little. Maybe I don't know if it's too deep because I'm just not a math guy. No, but I do like big theoretical mm-hmm. stuff. No. Uh, and the traffic's in a lot of that. Oh, this is my favorite thing. Simon, it's sort of what the book is about without what the book is about, right? Do you know about the farmer? The theory of the... Understanding the universe via the farmer and the shooter. Okay. Okay? It's how we cannot fully understand our existence because we don't have all the info. Yeah, correct. Okay. All right. And so the possibilities are the shooter and the farmer. The shooter, uh, imagine a sharpshooter who has a paper target and he shoots holes in the target at precisely like 10 centimeters apart. Now imagine that target is a two-dimensional surface with beings living on it. And all they know is that at a fixed distance in their universe, there are these holes. Yep. 
So the laws of their universe determined that there must be these holes throughout the universe because this is our, our observational whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know why they're there. They they don't the, the shooter could change his mind and, yeah. do, and do something else. But they, they have, they have no concept of the shooter. Correct. <laughs> Correct. No concept of the shooter. <clears throat> um, and then the other one, the farmer. Uh, oh, what was the farmer? It's a similar thing where it's like. This is these are the laws of the universe, but we're not aware of the farmer. The no. farmer is actually setting everything. So uh, three body problem gets a lot of cool stuff like that. It's really good, and it's from two thousand nine, two thousand twelve. Okay. So there's already now like the full trilogy is no. is out there. So I'll probably keep reading them throughout the year. I'll pick up the other ones. The three body problem, and I did pick it up specifically because it's been picked up by and it's gonna be weird i don't know how they're gonna do it dude <laughs> i don't trust them i don't trust them to pull off the shit that this movie's that this story is gonna require Some, visually uh, somebody maybe crack the code man someone hopefully they just hired someone very smart to figure out visually how to there's a whole thing with a video game that they're playing that's gonna be brutal if mm. they don't we could end up with the virtuosity on our hands yeah. we're, we're careful here Ooh, rough <laughs> patreon.com slash custody so um oh and uh with that hands rising put out their first bit of music since 2008 nice <laughs> which is wild <laughs> like out of nowhere yeah. it just came out it's a, a four song ep called summoner uh you can just skip the first song it's tracks okay. two three and four total goddamn bangers sounds like the same band no. from from almost 20 years ago which is like what the hell these guys yep this is weird apparently i just wanted to bring that up <laughs> <laughs> and then i sent that to bill uh, Billy D, we were talking about music coming out this year. It's ridiculous, Drew. This year, 2021, new albums from Converge. Uh, now these guys have something out. Every Time I Die, uh, Between the Buried and Me. <laughs> like, all these college bands. I'll no. <coughs> come back. I mean, some of them just never stopped, but no. they all have me putting out. God, I'm like, God damn it. I want to I want to evolve. <laughs> I want to I want to change. Well, hey man, so, some bands don't ever change, you know, like Pennywise. Like Oh my god, they Penny, that out. Pennywise is so fantastic. Like you just put it in an album and it's the same song. Every every single Pennywise song is the next Pennywise song is the last Pennywise song. Yeah, Pennywise <laughs> Pennywise is the Philip Glass of punk rock. Yeah, it's it they, they found a sound and they fucking stuck to it. And they you know what? That that so some bands it works for, some yeah. they don't. And some you get bored with. I mean, some, I got bored with it with Clutch. Some bands progress past where you like them, yes. and then you stop listening to them. Yes, absolutely. So, that happens too, yeah. sure. But, which is fine. It yeah, happens which to is all fine. Us. But yeah. I mean, Pennywise, tried and true, every time. Sometimes it, sometimes <laughs> it works, and for them it works. That's so true. Uh, but this album I enjoy listening to, EP. It's an EP. I listen to it like three times in half an hour. Uh, well, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with my media day. What do you got, buddy? No, I watched a bunch of stuff on. Uh, those DC animated movies that came out. All right, here we go. So I watched uh, Constantine, colon, City of Demons. <laughs> All right. It's from 2018. It was, it was, it was okay. What, who, it was who's, he, who's he doing battle against? Demons? demons? Just straight up demons? Yeah, it's, demons like a, it's, like, it's, it's like a semi-origin story, oh. I guess, of sorts. I don't know much about Constantine, so I couldn't tell you exactly, but it's... But they're getting some of what, what makes them... Yeah, what makes them tick and blah this, blah that. Isn't it just a deal with the Demons. devil? Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes. Right? Know. But then... So now it's working for the, against the devil. Yeah, against him. Trying to get him back into God's good graces. Okay, there you go. But he's smoking the whole time. Yeah. Was he smoking? I mean, of course. Was it rated R? I think it was not rated. 
like TV, yeah, fourteen or TV MA or whatever. whatever. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. these DC animated movies get away with that shit. Yeah, and Netflix is the same thing too, where it's like the Endless was TV. I was like, was it rated? It came up TV MA. It's like that tells me nothing. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it probably would have been rated R in theaters. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, would it have? Interesting. Okay, Constantine, City of Demons, gets a man. Yeah. Same thing with the <laughs> Death Deathstroke, colon Knights and Dragons. So this is is Deathstroke a good guy or a bad guy? He's kind of. I mean, anti-hero. When you're introduced to him in the comic books, he's—I mean, he's definitely the hero's adversary. Yeah. Uh, but he's—he's he's basically just a merc with a family, and you're supposed to feel bad for him because he has a family and he really loves his kid and his wife. So you got but the mer- he's, he's just a garbage human being. <laughs> so you got a merc with a mouth. You got a merc with a family. Oh. Punisher so. is a merc without a family. Exactly. <laughs> Which is way too... Well, pu- Punisher, he traded, he traded his family to survive. Yeah, sure. I, I gave you... You read that copy of Punisher Born. Yes. Um, so, Knights and Dragons, as in, like, knights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, K-N-I-G-H-T, yes. And, uh, and dragons. Did he, like, do the, well, look, he the tells, old Black Knight fall into a moat in no, but, King Arthur but Court? Nobody tells a story, like, court? you know... Uh, there's a story with this kid, and he, he always saw himself as a knight fighting the dragons. When in, in, okay. in reality, you know, he was just a fucking mercenary out of for the money. So. <laughs> okay, Drew sees through your <laughs> shit, Deathstroke. Uh, and then we've got Superman: <laughs> Colon Red Sun. Oh, okay. This is uh, so I know you have this yeah, graphic like, novel. It's like an Elseworlds type thing. It's it's a what if? Uh, you know, what if Superman landed in Soviet Russia mm. in the uh, the 1930s as opposed to? And he's got a sweet hammer and sickle on his chest. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Like yeah. And 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 he's a communist slash fascist uh, because he's cause as Superman, opposed to a capitalist fascist. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. How do, how is it? It's pretty good. Is it the same as the the graphic novel? Uh, yeah, or whatever? Yes and no. They, so they do change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it when they change it. But, oh, but yeah, no, I mean, thing. yeah, Batman, Batman's a terrorist, so. Ooh. Yeah. But fighting for who? Uh, fighting for the people against Batman's, against Superman's fascism. So he's a freedom fighter. Suicide bomber. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's intense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Batman. That's, that's, is that uh, Batman Buddha? Buddha Batman? Would he suicide bomb? Eh, probably not. Sacrifice that, the that, self for the greater good? That's not much inner peace, though. Yeah. Through outer violence, yeah, inner peace through outer violence. But that's uh, that's almost like a jihad, mm. if you will. You know, martyrdom. As a, as opposed to uh, what's a Christian version of a jihad? Crusade. A crusade. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, so it's like a crusade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> oh, it's all about perspective, is what. Well, I'm no, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it all depends on what side of the coin you're on. So, uh, how does how does it work then? Like, um, is he? He's well, for he, Russia, but he's in America. Well, no, he's he's in Russia. So he he starts off working for the state, and then mm-hmm. realizes you know Stalin's gulags and this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. So they're you know kind of historically accurate. Sure. And then he takes out Stalin, and you know, fucking so, Soviet Russia, keep what you kill. So so he took over Soviet so he, Russia. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then he. You know, then, so then is Batman in Russia? Yes, it's it's Russian Batman. Russian Batman. Yeah, so it's Russian Batman and Alfred uh, gets to be the vodka. And Brainiac works for Superman in this one because okay. in this Elseworld he defeats Brainiac pretty easy. Oh, okay. Hey, so. man, shit. Nope. All right. This is all set up. I like Russian. Yeah, it's Batman. good. It's fun. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. Say like, Alfred. Alfred. He, he doesn't have an Alfred. He's 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 poor in this one. He's not rich. He's a suicide bomber. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But he, they they have done thing where like his neighbor is Alfred. His friend. <laughs> What's a Russian Alfred? Nikolai. Yeah, they, they don't have one. Nikolai, I'm going 
I'm going to the McDonald's. You want anything? And uh, last, certainly not least, Superman colon Man of Tomorrow. Uh, Ooh, okay. It's basically an updated origin story of Superman. How updated in what way? Like so, not, not their cell phones? Well, no, exactly. So when Superman comes to uh, you know Metropolis, you know he's like 18 years old. Okay, but it's <clears throat> definitely like 2015. Okay. People got cell phones and they're yeah. streaming shit everywhere yeah, yeah, and blah, yeah. this, blah, that. So when, so, so when he does Superman things, it gets picked up that way. Easier, yes. Uh, and uh, his uh, he teams up with Martian Manhunter because of this whole alien side thing, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets found out and turned against Luthor because of Lobo. So that was fun. Lobo pops up. Yeah, Lobo shows up on a nowhere trying to kill Superman because he's the last Kryptonian. Because, you know, wow. Lobo. Who's... They, squeeze, they, squeeze a couple, <laughs> they squeeze a few things into this yeah, one. Yeah. I, I was just happy to see Lobo. Yeah. Uh, he's a fucking drugged out cool. space biker. Yeah, yeah. So. He's, a, he's like frag this and frag that. Yeah. yeah. He's calling everybody a bastitch. Bastitch. <laughs> so corny. The, um, See, it's how they got away with it in the 80s yeah, and the 90s. It's, and it serves the exact same function. People still, it's so funny when people are like, shoot and frick. So like you're, you're saying, you might as well just say yeah. the words. Because we know the word that. It's like, yeah, yeah who are you trying to trick? God? You're tricking, <laughs> that's all you're trying to do. Your children? Yeah, your, like your children don't know what you're trying it's to do. It's all right. E- eventually they'll figure it out too. Those will figure out very quickly, thanks to movies and Hollywood and their liberal uh, gay agenda. Is that how that works? Ah! <laughs> that, was, that was Drew uh, being zapped <laughs> by the liberal gay rays. Ah! Turn into a monster! Um, thumbs up for this one? Yeah. Like, worth checking out? Even if you know, even if it's just a retelling of Superman's well, see, origin? Well, that's just it. It's new and it's updated. Like, I mean, if you're gonna tell us goddamn Superman origin story, at least... Give me something different. Yeah, sure. Yeah, switch it up a bit. No. Why are we doing the exact same thing over and over? Or else just do something new. People are going to watch the old shit. Exactly. All right, so, so if any of those, if I was going to watch any of these things, is that the one I should watch? Or should uh, I watch Red Sun? It depends on either of those two. Kind of into Suicide Bomber Batman. Well, then that, that's the <laughs> one you should watch. <laughs> okay. That one sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope, that's it. That was it. Those are yeah. Those, those and they were all about cool, buddy. an hour and a half on HBO Max. Very nice. Yeah, it's all on HBO Max now because and most of them and most of them were twenty twenty releases too. Oh, okay. All of them, but the Constantine one came out in tw- last year. Okay, very cool. Alrighty, well then we are going to take a break because we have at least one email. We got a comment in the Facebook group, and then I have. News stories galore. So we got a bunch of talk about. We got we got all sorts of noises happening around us. I, think, I don't, I, think, I don't I, think listeners heard that, but that was weird. I, I think something's going to transmorph here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> the mini fridge is about to turn into a <laughs> tiny transformer and just. Drewsta Cogburn. No, Sandwich Wiki. Sandwich Wiki. You must take us to the AllSpark, but also, are you going to finish those chips? <laughs> Wait a minute, what kind of Transformer are you? <laughs> Batman, get out of here, <laughs> fat Batman. It's Ben Affleck. Uh, all right, guys, we are going to be back at the second half of the show in a minute. Watch a few movies, take a few minutes. Billy D's Death at the Movies. What's up, my dudes? Happy New Year. What a totally normal and uneventful week after a totally normal and uneventful year. I know we're sick of it, especially if you've been following me on Twitter. So today I wanted to let my hair down a little and just celebrate some things I liked from last year. Yeah, you know what this is. 
it's my best of 2020 list. It's going to be fast. It's going to be sexy. And when I'm finished, you say, oh, what a lovely tea party. Rules are this. All of these are movies I loved and are worth seeing. The top five are my favorites and the ones I'll be returning to or the ones that made a huge impact on me. So uh, let's talk about it. Blood Quantum. Jeff Barnaby wrote and directed this fresh update of the zombie movie while simultaneously bringing it back to its social commentary roots with this mostly indigenous film. Come for the dick biting, stay for the social commentary. Color out of space. Please, 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 please let Richard Stanley make more movies. I also love this gonzo period of Nick Cage's career. I really want to see him in more of these unrestrained roles in bizarre horror films. The Invisible Man. Elizabeth Moss is so good in this way too good to be true remake of The Invisible Man. Maybe not what I expected, but damn did it blow my expectations away. Not enough is said about Lee Wanell as a writer-director. He's an incredibly underrated talent. Relic. I love this spike in horror films specifically about getting old. And this one was deeply effective and amazingly active. Scare Me. This is a film about two people telling each other scary stories during a power outage, and it's one of the purest celebrations of storytelling I've ever seen. It's also super scary and super funny. Get on this. Sound of Metal. This film leveled me. As a metalhead and professional music photographer, this is something that really hit close to my own fears about the things I love destroying me. Riz Ahmed is so fucking good in this movie. Spontaneous. I was surprised this one hit me really hard. I thought I was going to watch a comedy about exploding teens, something between American Pie and Street Trash. And what I got was a deeply heartfelt film about love and loss and growing up in uncertain times. Very sneaky. Swallow. I caught this at a screening really early into 2020, and it remains the most unsettling movie I watched all year. Beautifully shot and composed film, Haley Bennett is absolutely fearless in this role. The Beach House. Cosmic horror in the indie space done right. A small cast that totally delivers on selling the madness of this claustrophobic sci-fi thriller. Paper Tigers. This is one of the most charming indie comedies I've seen in a long time. And it's a martial arts film. An elderly martial arts teacher is killed and his former students band together after 25 years to investigate the murder of their master. This movie oozes fun. The Vast of Night. Wow. This is a film I'm often speechless about. I can usually only make out, you have to see it. This is a very deliberate movie with stunning cinematography and a rapid fire script that lands somewhere in the vicinity of the Coen Brothers dialogue. Very cool, vintage, lo-fi sci-fi film. VFW. This cast of character acting heavyweights portrays a group of grizzled vets versus hyped up speed freaks in one of the most brutal siege movies I've ever seen. And then I saw for the sake of Vicious. Now, the top five. Possessor. Wow. I liked Brandon Cronenberg's first film, Antiviral. It brought me Caleb Landry and a weird, unsettling story. And this is him really stepping up to the plate and letting her rip. What a bizarre, stunningly crafted film. Andrea Riseborough is steadily becoming one of my favorite actors. She's like this disturbed art goth Tilda Swinton, and I'm here for it. Soul absolutely wrecked me what a beautiful film dinner in america kyle gallner and emily skeggs are devastatingly good in one of the few films i'd put in the punk canon fried berry 
Ryan Kruger's stunningly aggressively weird movie about an alien exploring earthling excess and nightlife on the streets of Cape Town by hijacking the body of a local character. Gary Green is a revelation as Barry for fans of Gummo and Under the Skin for the sake of Vicious. I've been thinking about the chaotic feeling this movie has since I saw it. Some of it still makes my chest tight. What a grim and mean movie. Think Assault on Precinct 13, but way more bleak. There's more I haven't seen, but I feel like these are the ones that are going to stick with me forever as the films that I saw in 2020 as part of the strangest year of all of our lives. Oh, what a lovely tea party. Stay cool, Billy D. Cheddar Jesus. We got all the Jesuses. Mm-hmm. This episode brought to you by the Jesus Farmers of America. <laughs> In conjunction with Titano Balls. Brought to you by and, Druco. And Mac and Jesus. And Mac and Jesus. The American. It's, the, <clears throat> it's heaven. Is it is it heavenly or is it divine? <laughs> that, that's the that's the tagline. Is Ooh, it, is, is it, it heavenly? heavenly or is I it like divine? it. I like it. Mac and Jesus brought to you by the white cheddar Jesus line of Mac and Jesus bowls. <laughs> we got white che- white Jesus on yeah. white cheddar Jesus. White hey. cheddar Jesus. Hey, he's on it. Thumbs up. Uh, in corners is a real harsh industrial stamp subsidiary of Druco. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like almost communist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We make things. <laughs> Like, whoa. As you're just eating these chemicals. Yep. <laughs> this tastes great. You're glowing from the inside. Womp, womp, womp. My balls feel weird. Don't worry. We can replace those some with Titano balls. Exactly. It's a backdoor commercial for Titano balls. <laughs> commercial within a commercial. Bingo, bango, bongo. Man, you get I, two sponsors for one. I can't wait to be a corporate overlord. Yeah, I think we'll do a good job. <laughs> you know, I think... I mean, yeah. I'll, we've played we've played enough Bioshock to know. Uh, well, no, exactly. Between Bioshock, Cyberpunk, fucking Fallout, all that shit. Actually, I found a Fallout reference in Cyberpunk recently. They, see, they're just throwing <laughs> so many references. No, seriously, in there. I've crazy. I've decided that Cyberpunk is the video game version of Ready Player uh, One. No, um, <laughs> uh, Altered Carbon. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yes, because yes, it yes, just yes. it just takes them all and smashes it all together into one cohesive thing. And either it's something you need, or it's just a little background thing for or whatever. But it's all there. <laughs> it's very funny. It's 
It's all being referenced. Um, were you guys surprised by abilities at the movies that I didn't queue up? Well, <laughs> whoa! I uh, I checked my email on the break, and it was sitting in there waiting to be downloaded. So I downloaded, added to the show, and there you go. That's his top ten of twenty twenty. Thank you, Billy D. Email us cinemacrespliso at gmail.com and then we'll read it on the show like this. Gabe got at us. What's up, Gabe? What up, show? What up? How's it going? Good. How's your democracy hanging? Oh, boy. Is justice... Oh, they're hanging low. <laughs> is is justice still a thing? Wednesdays. Am I right? <laughs> that was a wild... Fucking Wednesdays, man. That was a wacky wild, Wednesday. That was a wild hump day. It was a wacky Wednesday. I was just... I really should have got myself some Hungry Howlers. <clears throat> Yeah, that would have been a good Hungry Howie's Day. What, a good I could, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could have gone for some diarrhea that just ended the day out <laughs> uh, thematically uh, in, in yep. sync. Yeah, that was... Damn it, next time. Next time is an <laughs> insurrection. I'll make myself sick. <laughs> uh, anyway, what are your favorite come-uppins scenes in TV and or movies? I'm thinking like Game of Thrones, Tell Cersei It Was Me, Django's I Love the Way You Die Boy, Kill Bill, Vivica Fox scene... Mando Bill Burr scene. What scenes really made you feel good that somebody got their come up in? Um, that's interesting. I mean, it's not like a like a really glad they got their come up ins, but yeah. one of the funniest mm-hmm. from Ace Ventura when uh, Finkel is Einhorn. When she, when she gets her comeuppance and they swing her around, she's got fucking Gonzo in her goddamn pants. I like that. It's so like, but then everyone's like, Ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, everybody gets their comeuppance out. all at once. Everyone does for their transphobia. I don't know. That's a weird, that's a it's, weird choice. It's just, it's a little, it's played for jokes. Yeah. And it is absurdly hilarious. It's a, it's a, it's a very 90s thing. Yes. 1994 was a different time. <laughs> that's for sure. Different, uh, t- technically... We lived in a different world in a different galaxy. We did? In the year 20, 2012, the yeah. whole blah, 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 we, caught, we crossed the galactic equator. So we're uh, technically on the other side of the galaxy. We crossed the galactic equator. Oh. Of course. The so, world. It was, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The next thing you knew, uh, Me Too happened. Right? Like t- 20 years later. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, light years, how things travel, you know, throughout space and time. Come on, get with it. Physics. We're talking about quantum science here. Oh my, uh, uh, good come up. I, I mean, uh, I, I mean, the entire movie Man on Fire is nothing but people uh, getting their come up. Yeah, all the, way to, all the way to the final. Yeah, uh, killing. Yeah, who I got mean, it, Mark Anthony and, at the and, end? and even so, one of we'll my one of my favorite favorite favorites is the uh, the cab scene where he cuts off the dude's fingers and fucking. Cauterizes them with the cigarette lighter. Oh yeah, the movie's intense, dude. I fucking love that movie. Goddamn, the movie's movie. goddamn intense. Uh, <laughs> Tony Scott, what the hell I was love... uh, what was he going through at the time? <laughs> that... lot... He made a lot of really awesome, very violent movies, De- and definitely uh, working some stuff out. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, he never worked that shit out. Chris getting his own like self-owned come up in his Thomas Jane in the Mist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then the armor roasters like, oh, I should. Oh, my, my, my favorite part was just waited two minutes. My, my favorite part is when he tries to eat the gun, but he's got no more bullets. Yeah, he can pull the trigger. Maybe maybe one will materialize when he pulls the trigger enough times. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I did think of another one actually. I mean, the comeuppance in uh, uh, Devil's Advocate's pretty good, where he where he kills. Uh, fucking Al Pacino. Every thinks it's a good ending, and then at the very end of the movie, fucking 
Al Pacino, he's just right back at square one. <laughs> it was all a dream, and you get, get trial over and, again. And this, <laughs> and this all over again. Vanity. <laughs> I think I think that's the last word of the movie. Yeah. Um, man, that movie is ridiculous. Hey, I mean, this, oddly enough, Keanu Reeves movies have the two best devils ever put on screen. Constantine with Peter Stormare and a close number two Al Pacino in Dell's Advocate. He, he, is, he is very great. He's super over the top. Uh, Robert De Niro in Angel Hearts is a pretty intense uh, Lou. I think first name Lou, last name Cipher, I think is how they cipher. Oh, okay. Lou yeah. Cipher. He's a pretty good devil. That's like mm, late 80s De Niro. You know, so he's like uh, still giving it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still working it. Um other good devils. What, what's what's another good devil? Why are we talking about devils now? Oh, <laughs> look at uh, comeuppance, Har- Chris. Har- Harvey, Harvey Keitel and little Nikki. Um, oh yeah, comeuppance. I had another comeuppance. Uh, Fargo. When uh, speaking of Stormare, he gets a. Uh, now we're oh, just talking yeah. about. Now we're just talking about resolutions of drama. Actually, <laughs> am I even missing out on what comeuppance means? I think you guys know what's going on here. We're talking about movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just waiting for that dab to settle. God damn. <clears throat> Maybe she should have waited like a couple extra minutes on the break. Looks like E.T. is about to play that. Doesn't look like he's about to play that Ms. Pac-Man machine. I mean, he's definitely eyeing it. L- like he may or may not want to. Between that and the Zoltar, uh, I'm definitely going to try to keep building out a little like arcade. There, a tiny <laughs> arcade for E.T. to hang out at. Oh, okay. And then uh, start like sh- shooting little vignettes of him playing games and stuff. That's uh, I- Kind of weird, Chris. This is our. T- this is, oh, I forgot to mention <laughs> new segment of the show: uh, TikTok storming ideas. I storming. Damn it! I should have thought of the idea. You okay, here's not speak. Here's our new first segment. We have to think of a name for the segment for thinking of TikTok ideas. Okay, so that's our first. That's our first thing we gotta do. Let's name it TikTok. TikTok ideas. I mean, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> first meeting right. over. Second meeting. TikTok ideas. First TikTok idea. <laughs> I'm making a little arcade thing over uh, there. We're okay. gonna have ET playing arcade uh-huh. games. We'll film uh-huh. it and then we'll put it on TikTok. Uh-huh. That's the thing. That's the thing we gotta do. That's, we're gonna stay alive. That's what we, I mean, literally alive. alive. That's how uh, you know with the free speech is all being shut down now with all Twitter. Now we since, can't since when because our our government Twitter has shut down the president from speaking. We can no longer. He can no longer address the people in I'm, any way whatsoever. I mean, they should have done that like. Four years ago, they shut shut down his Pinterest board. They took away his Spotify (laughs) account. These are not jokes. (laughs) He's literally banned from all these platforms. Yeah, so it's a little bit of an overkill. Somehow they're so afraid of him using their platform to get some sort of message out. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's uh, that's the power that these platforms hold. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and 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 free speech. And they've known that forever, and it, it once again reactionary moves. Listen, Twitter has taken away my First Amendment right, so I'm gonna use my Second Amendment to invoke the Fourteenth f- <laughs> Amendment. Now you have which is insurrectionist clause. Chris, you do have a right to free speech, but uh, yes, yes, but, I do. But, but my he, speech. But here in America, in uh, America, my speech. Twitter is a publicly run, is, is a privately run company. Yes, uh, and they have the same rights as you do. Oh, I think they are uh, IPO public. I think they're public. And they they can choose to either keep you on or toss you off as they see fit. No. I saw nope. I saw Devin Nunez nope. on Fox News nope. say that he was being silent. <laughs> nope, that's not the way it works. He was on I saw him on Fox News saying he was being silent. If he was be, if he was <laughs> if he was be, <laughs> I saw it, Drew. He got his message out there about him being silent. Yeah, they're he, the victims. Ah, 
No one's listening to me as 30 million people's eyes are glued to the television. Yeah, listen. Nobody's listening to him. <sighs> Come up and um, Robocop. He get he kills uh, Red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good cop. Yeah, he spikes them and then his blood goes, <laughs> splats on that onto Robocop. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, was, was that a pretty email? Yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. Gabe. We appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Wacky Wednesday. <laughs> I'm I'm not even drinking alcohol today. I don't know why for no particular reason. Why? Well, because your your brain probably can't handle any more weirdness. It's like, listen, there's I just need to there, hydrate there, right now. There's too much going on right now, <laughs> so like something's gotta go. And we're this is what we're deciding on right now. Yes, you're gonna cut back on that one thing just for a minute. Okay, okay, I feel better. Yeah. Thank you. I did sleep pretty well last night. I think the cold helps. I was really bundled up, like yeah. a c- cocoon style, yeah, using yeah. my own body warmth. Uh, had a weird. All right, this is the segment of the show right. where people fast forward a few seconds because they don't want to hear someone talk about their dreams. <laughs> I had, I have like one of my recurring dreams is I've mentioned this before. It's a boring one where I'm always like inside a building yeah. or just yep. walking around looking for rooms. But sometimes it happens outside. So this one, I was having one of those where I'm outside going up and down a block, like looking for people. It's so boring. But it came with now the caveat of um, there's a ticking clock at the end of it, Uh-oh. and that ticking clock is pointing to uh, everything's going to end. And I'm like waiting for like the universe to just shut off at any second. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how you're just walking down the street like, oh, well, I guess yeah. the universe it's is like, going to end. It's like I got to go down there. I got to go down here. I got to meet this guy. I gotta, but we got to do this in time because <laughs> the universe is about to end. <laughs> like it makes no sense. We're trying to try to make sure the universe doesn't end. I don't know. Yeah. It was a stupid, dumb dream. But that kind of uh, deep sleep means I was sleeping. Yeah. I, got, I was getting that good cerebral brainwash that you get with that REM. That's important, man. Yeah. How can it be a team no sleep? And then expect your brain to uh, like fix itself. Got to wash your brain. Your brain has to wash itself. It lubricates itself. It's very important. This is all factual. Look it up. Look it up on Parler. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. That's where I saw it. Hashtag brainwash. But not Mr. Brainwash. That'll no. take you somewhere else. Uh, yeah, yeah, That'll take know. you to a bunch of uh, 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 reprints of uh, Big Lebowski. Yep. In um, a conceit. Print style, mm-hmm. perhaps offset purple with a tritone. Very, very trendy. Very trendy, yeah. Numbered in the corner, 2200 of 44,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Vigils, vigils. <laughs> um, are you waiting for me? Uh, oh, yeah, that's I right, am. because the email's over. So we're going to jump into the Facebook group. Guys, Facebook is terrible. Um, just because they're cracking down on some of this bullshit now doesn't mean they shouldn't have been doing it years ago. They've been allowing it forever for monetary purposes. But you can join our Facebook group, which is not making and any money. And political purposes. Yeah, absolutely. These are giant, these are giant yeah. corporations. They have political interests yeah, sure, as well. They're terrible. They're terrible people. They're bad people. So uh, if you don't want to delete your account, you can join our Facebook group. And I put up a comment slash question thread there. And you can use it for questions. And uh, we'll just read the question. And we'll stop talking about all the bullshit of the world. And have some fun talking about movies. Uh, Drew, go ahead and start reading the... the Carmella Gattatis. What up, Carmella? Drew, if you and Chris were planning on storming Orlando City Hall, <laughs> what would your insurrection faction look like? <laughs> and what flags and weapons would you be carrying? I'm guessing you would take inspiration from Cyberpunk 2077. And Chris might draw inspiration from the classic 1999 film, Wild Wild West. <laughs> However, the thoughts of Chris dressed like Lord Humongous is intriguing. Uh, yeah, if I could, you know, give me a... Well, I mean, it is the year 2021, so are we technically Mad Max time now? 
Mad Max is roughly, is it? Roughly around this time, I think so. I'm not sure exactly what the year... It might even be like... 90s, true. <laughs> they could have, we could have passed Mad Max years ago, for all we know, actually. Because it was set in the 70s. They weren't thinking that far ahead. They're like, oh yeah, 1997, it's going to be a lawless uh, <laughs> wasteland of people driving around. Uh, we could definitely go... The problem with it being Orlando is we can't believably pull off dusty road warriors. Because there's no dust. Yeah, no. We'd have to be like muddy or dirty road warriors. Yeah. And that just makes us Florida swamp people. And uh-huh. That, and that sucks. Yeah. Um, and as much as I would love to try to pull off a Lord of <laughs> look, I ain't, I ain't look, at, no. look at this fucking... You could pull off a Morton Joe. I could do it a Morton Joe. I could do... Uh, oh. <laughs> He's so gross. I could do... Uh, what would be a good... Maybe... We might just have to go Turbo Kid, a lot of like brightly colored uh, BMX gear. So that's going to be your, your insurrection outfit of choice? Yeah, easy target. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I'm going easy target. Just go ahead and blow my head off. As I storm, <laughs> as I storm Orlando City Hall. Going to be carrying any flags and our weapons? Okay, flag. Uh, I'm going to carry a don't tread on me flag. I'm going to carry a back of the blue flag. I'm going to carry a, um, a Bernie flag. <laughs> that's right. Okay. That's we, right. We, we got some mixed off. ideals going on yeah. now. Oh my god! Already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to mix it up. Already very again. confused individual. And, and uh, ISIS flag. Okay, that, so because that flag looks awesome. That does. black flag it with does. that logo. It does. Oh yeah. So pretty and, flag. ISIS flag. Don't tread on me, Gats. The Gadston. Although I can't read Arabic, it's a beautifully written language. Beautifully written language looks amazing. They are truly. Gallant? What did they use in, the, in Rambo? <laughs> at the end of Rambo 3, like, to the gallant fighters of Afghanistan. <laughs> the movie's dedicated to the Taliban. Oh, history's fun. It is. History's fun. It's, it's a good time. Yeah. I, uh, ooh, should we? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, so we, four flags. Those are four flags. Uh, BMX biker gear. But I can't really ride a bike too well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to do, ooh, I can do a trike. Oh yeah, you could. That'll keep you, you know, pretty. Yeah. Or keep you stable. I would. I do like the idea of having um storm a uh, storm city hall. We can storm together. You can ride it the the motorcycle with the sidecar, and then I'll be in the sidecar okay. with the flags. Okay. And then um, what else do we need? Weapons. Oh, I'm not good at that part. <laughs> Some sort of Gatling gun on their front of my thing. You know, really, really yep. aggressive, man. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the motorcycle would definitely be more Mad Max style, all fucking armored out, spikes all over it. Yes, I mean, if plexiglass we, things. If we could get some flame, if we could get uh, Doof Warrior somewhere, then that'd be great. And yeah. ma- maybe some polecats. We'll, we'll have a couple <laughs> polecats on the side, and then behind us on a platform, a dude with a, a plane, an electric cello. Because yeah. okay. we're gonna be a little, yeah. we're gonna class it up a little gotcha. bit. Gotcha. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, we can find yeah. someone from Disney. Uh, I mean, people are probably going to think I'm part of Antifa because I'm just going to be in all black. Black on black on black on black. We got Antifa over here. Oh, that's what we'll do. Okay. And and, and I'm going to have a pentagram flag because, you know, hail Satan. Got to bring controversy. Got to bring religion into this somehow. You'll have a pentagram flag. I'll bring the Christian flag, the white one with the blue uh, rectangle with the cross in it. And then we can say the Christian Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance <laughs> to the Christian flag. <laughs> uh, I forgot the rest of it. Um... You can have the Anton LaVey uh, Book of Satan, yeah. like uh, uh, Spark Notes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and we can give out some satanic incantations. We can do satanic <laughs> incantations, and then this is the most important I mean, thing, Drew. You reminded me. This is the I most mean, important thing. If we thing. Can, can summon Cthulhu at some point, too, that'd be, I mean, that would really just bring it all together. That'd be pretty intense if we could do that. <laughs> 
this is the most important thing, though. We have to make sure we have our... Uh, remember when Antifa sent us our, our cards in the mm-hmm. mail with, yes. our, with our membership numbers? Yes. Uh-huh. We have to laminate those okay. and then have them around our necks, like under our shirts. So when they find us later, they're like, look, it was Antifa all along. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, yeah. then it all makes sense. And then Kevin Sorbo can be like, see, no. I was right. No. TV's Hercules was right. It was Antifa the whole time, <laughs> disguised as all these people being arrested by the FBI on a daily basis. Uh-huh. Oh man, one of uh, the the dude holding uh, Pelosi's uh, lectern lectern from Braden, Tucky, Florida. Fucking ridiculous. J- just up the road from Sarasota. Goddamn, uh, like husband of a doctor or some shit. Get the fuck out of here, these goddamn rich motherfuckers. So yeah, that's what that's. I think that's the outfit. We didn't really figure out the weapons part too. Well, the polecats. Gatling gun, polecats. Yeah, Yeah, Gatling guns, polecats, armored motorcycle. Some grenades, maybe Molotov cocktails. That's what they had at DC. They found one truck, a bunch of Molotov cocktails. And one one with a bunch of pipe bombs, too. So so we can do some pipe bombs. Do you know how to make pipe bombs? Yes. Okay, then. (laughs) All right. Well, then we're good to go. I had no idea. Yes. I I had, uh, uh, like, the Anarchist cookbook and a whole bunch of basically, like, homegrown terrorist shit. Uh, Anarchist cookbook has to be easy to get now. Uh, back in the day, I got them off BBS boards. Like, I, I don't remember someone gave it to me, like not the actual book, yeah. but no, I had a disc with it on it. Yeah, like and, I, and yeah, I, I got it, had a digital and copy. The, of and it. then I went to the library and printed it out because this was like the early '90s and they couldn't, they weren't tracking that shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I experimented a lot with homemade explosives when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And it, uh, I, I know a lot of stuff that works and what doesn't, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, so Drew's going to handle explosives. I'm going to handle phone freaking, and then we're going to meet in the middle and storm Orlando City Hall. And why are we doing this again? That's a good question. <laughs> That's something we haven't really figured out yet. But I think once we get there, we'll know? Question mark? Wait, we, we, have to, we have to stop the steal, right? Is that it? Stop the steal, save the country... <laughs> Uh, Transformers coming back. <laughs> um, so we have to stop this. We have to save oh, the country we, by stopping the There's one more thing we, we have to we do. Ha- we have to make sure they don't replace us. And they cannot replace us. That's <laughs> right. We are not replaceable, even though uh, we're not having babies. It's our fault. <laughs> Literally not having less and less babies. <laughs> but we will not be replaced. Um, okay, I think we figured all that out. That's pretty good. Got that all worked out. All right, then. Well, thanks. Uh, so if you want more discourse like that, hit us <laughs> up on the Facebook group, and then we'll, then we'll give you... We'll give you the good stuff, the good drops. A good time for a suicide bomber Batman to show up. Ooh, maybe I should wear a Nixon mask. Maybe I should dress like Batman. I mean... You wear a Nixon mask, I'll be Batman. I mean, if you really want to bring the whole... I mean, you should dress up Superman, if anybody. He's way more fascist and right-wing. Yeah. <coughs> okay, well, I guess I'll be Superman. That means I gotta wear like, a really tight outfit. I mean, you can be modern Superman. You can be dead Superman. You look more like long-haired dead Superman. Long-haired dead Superman. You can, I look so like the black bodysuit with the giant silver ass. I look like Superman. No cape. Superman got fed a Krypton donut. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sun, boom. Sorry, blowing up. Uh, yeah, you can go for a nice cape. You know, it's a good cape weather today. It is actually. It's great cape weather for sure. Nice flappy cape behind me. Okay, let's see here. Let's get into some uh, movie news and what's not. The Suicide Squid mm-hmm. has uh, supposedly was shooting for an R rating. Okay. And James Gunn also says the Suicide Squad HBO spinoff shows, like the one that John Cena is going to star in, 
uh, will all be like hard R. Yeah, TVMA, because they don't have to worry about fucking the MPAA. Right, but also it's not like with um, Marvel, where the shows that they're making for Disney Plus still has to fit that Disney Plus mo- well, mode. Well, yeah, because it's Disney Plus. If they were yep. putting it out on Hulu, then it could be whatever the fuck they wanted. Which, yeah, they just canceled <laughs> that Hellstrom show, which now makes that the final non-Marvel, non-Disney Plus Marvel show out there. Okay. Because, I, uh, what's that other one? Lock and Key... I think also has been canceled. I, I, I think, think that's on Netflix. I think that's independent. Is that fully independent? Yeah. Uh, oh, then never mind. I think, I think that's an image thing. Okay. Well, there you go. So, so uh, So they're looking to all be pretty pretty hard. Art. The original Suicide Squad with uh, the David Ayer one was supposed to be R-rated as well. Yeah. And, well, that, and then it wasn't. A lot of things were supposed to be rated R, and then they're not. Venom was supposed to be R-rated, <laughs> then it wasn't. So... I believe it when I see it. When yeah. I see the official MPA rating. When I see rated R, I'll go, okay, let's watch this fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> and it says, like, for extreme violence yeah, language. Like, yes, yes, smoking. yes, yes. <laughs> and like, when it goes, like, a scene of smoking. Like, oh, okay. A strong sexual content. Cigar smoking. They get really specific sometimes. Uh, but not with the sexual content. They're not, like, pussy eating. <laughs> <laughs> An instance of pussy. An instance of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> An instance of pussy. That's a weird way to put it. So, so that, that's for like basic instinct. Rated Ass R for eating. language. An instance of pussy. Nipples. Ass eating. Ass eating. Analingus. <laughs> um, so someone confirmed that Michael Keaton will be like they sealed the deal he's been in talks for a while but he is for sure coming back as batman for the flash for the flashpoint man full circle from, from batman to birdman back to batman back to batman he's done it doing a little vulture in there while he was uh, hanging out but yeah he, he likes yeah his, vulture he, fuck he's all, he's all about <laughs> his winged guys man yeah, he's totally into it batman birdman vulture so uh, that's pretty cool, but people like saw that bit of news, and all of a sudden it was like DC. Oh, they took that, and then they took the DC announcement that oh yeah, we're we're just gonna start doing concurrent movies. Where, yeah, multiverse. Yeah, we're gonna do multiverse. Where we think our audiences are smart enough to understand that these things can exist in different worlds. I mean, here's the thing: if the majority of the audiences are avid comic book fans, which they probably are, then they already they've, they've already. I don't even. This think, has all already happened. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> think it has to be avid, like. Uh, people just understand both business-wise, how movies work, how comics work. Uh, comic book movie audiences specifically have become more sophisticated, just to, you know, yeah. to use that word, in terms of how the, how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. So they can say, oh, yeah, sure, we can have multiple. Spider-Verse helped yeah. out with that a lot, too. Um, Marvel's going to do the whole multiverse of madness. They're really going to hammer it home. Thank you, Lord Miller. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Lord Miller. <laughs> we appreciate it, guys. So uh, it turned this whole thing where, oh my God, they're they're doing a whole Batman DC uh, Keaton run. Like he's gonna be doing multiple movies, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's nowhere in the maybe yes, maybe no. Like he's just been confirmed for one movie for the Flash. That's it. Everyone needs to chill. I mean, that's fine. Out. I mean, he could also he'd be a great old man Batman in either. I mean, everybody seems to love Batman Beyond. People, like, I'm not, I'm not the biggest a, fan. I've never been a fan. Yeah. I'm going to go on record. I've never wa- been a fan. I watched a little bit of it on the TV. I thought it was okay. So, uh, but it's I either mean, that or Frank Miller. If they do the Frank Miller stuff, I mean, that'd be pretty awesome. That would be awesome. But it's Although, also much more physical. Well, I was also thinking that, unfortunately, uh, Fat Fleck would be a great old fat man. 
Fat Frank is a better choice for for Miller for yeah. sure. He's just he he looks more like the Frank Miller drawings of Batman and physically, he's, and he's also actually younger. No, uh, so he can handle the physical side more. Even though he's close to he's got to be close to fifty. That's fine. They can just fucking dye his hair gray. Keaton, but I'm saying Keaton like is the age of Batman in those books, yeah. which is too old to be climbing on the side of buildings and fighting that big old roided uh, yeah. well, dude I in mean, the mud. Yeah, without all his fucking fun chemicals and fucking bionic backbone yeah. and <laughs> Keaton's also he's like the smallest of the of the oh. Batman yeah, yeah um so that's why I think the Batman Beyond cell is an easier cell because they go to Michael Keaton like yo you do this movie all you gotta do is sit in a chair and be old sit in a fucking chair buddy you don't even you don't have to interact with other people all you have to do in your schedule all you have to do is sit in a chair wear a black turtleneck and talk to this kid yeah. a couple times yes like you don't even have to leave town oh my god it's so easy uh, two million dollars three million dollars to do this okay yes so I could see that happening but first things first, we gotta get this Flash movie happening. Where let me see, did I line these up correctly? They reportedly have cut out the uh, cyborg okay. from the Flash movie. Duh, duh. Now recently, Ray Fisher, well, he is did do a bunch of shit for Snyder Cut yeah. coming out this year, right? So uh, he did say that he would not return to that character and would not work for Warner Brothers. If they continue to work with uh, this guy, Walter Hamada, who is the president okay. of DC Films. Ah. And, and then they just they just re up After he said that, they re-upped his deal, yeah. Walter Hamada. So he's like, well, then, you know. Later, Ray. Yeah, we're at, we're at an impasse here. Um, so they cut his character out. And also, reportedly, Ray Fisher loves when... Like they come at him backdoor wise, like send him some sort of message. He likes to then just turn around and put it on Twitter and like, look what these motherfuckers are telling me. He said that Warner Brothers has hit him up to be like, just like cool it, let bygones be bygones, just to let the whole thing die already. And but he's not happy with the mm-hmm. uh, with the solutions and the turnout. So, oh well, oh well. So cyborg character out of the Flash movie, which is fine. So many goddamn doesn't characters really, in it anyway. I mean, doesn't really belong in it anyway. Not if I, I mean, if I recollect. Correctly, they're kind of shoehorning him in. Feels that way. Okay, next story. Rest in peace, Quibi. We hardly knew ye. But maybe some people will get a chance to know. At least some of the content on Quibi. All that stuff that they produced that was not meant for TV. It's going to be on TV. It's going to be on TV. It's going to be cut to whatever weird format they want and then put it out there for people to actually watch. And it looks like it's going to be done by Roku. Okay. There we go. So Roku has her own app, her own channel. Uh, So (laughs) expect a... I wonder if they'll they'll call it the Quibi channel. Like they might as well maintain the, uh, the, the name of it, you know. Let people know where it's coming from. But yeah. Quibi's content might actually find a home and will probably, ironically, be seen by way more people. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe one day it'll actually turn a profit for them. <laughs> Someone's going to make money <laughs> on it. It's not going to be Jeffrey Cathbury. <clears throat> and that is hysterical. I love when rich people fail. Okay, we have uh, Jordan Peele explains that he is done for uh, acting. There's some sort of a Q&A thing going on. For, it was like politically connected somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was him and Bradley Whitford, his co-star from Get Out. Okay. The guy who played the, the yeah. dad. He's so good in Cabin in the Woods. And as the uh, Billy Madison, when he's like the... Is, is he the old man? Is he his brother? Who is that character? 
I haven't seen Billy Madison in so long. Remember who he goes head to head with in the school, the Cathalon? Ethics, business ethics, and oh, he can't yeah. and he can't answer the ethics question. Okay, he's like, did you see his gross balls when he, when he falls over? That's Bradley Whitford. He's so good. Um, anyway, they did this thing, and uh, Whitford asked him about his future as an actor, and Jordan Peele responded, "I like watching my movies. I watch the films I direct, but watching me perform just feels like it's a bad kind of uh, masturbation. Masturbation you don't enjoy. I feel like I got to do." So much, and it is a great feeling when I think about those great moments when you blah 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 blah. So he's done act. Yeah, that's he fine. Doesn't even want to see himself act. I mean, he direct. wasn't. I yeah, never. But that's the funny thing. Yes, I never thought of Jordan Peele as an actor. He was a comedian. Yes, we we. Oh, what do we lose? Being a comedian we, on television does not make you an actor. Losing Jordan Peele, the act, I mean, the quote actor, so we can have Jordan Peele the director is Ke- such a huge step up. I was about to say <laughs> Keegan Michael Key has done more acting yes. than Jordan Peele has. Yeah, he is a better... He's someone who I could see in a movie. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's him in a drama, for sure. He can act. I've seen seen his range. Yeah, Jordan Peele is just like no. comedy sketch. Yeah. Um, such a better filmmaker. I mean, he, he seems like... Exactly, he seems like more of the background guy, like the writer or the mm-hmm. director or yeah. the this or the that. And he just happened to have to be the performer as well due to what he was doing. That happens in comedy when you do stand-up comedy and stuff like that, for sure. Yeah, you end up in front of the camera maybe sometimes more than you want to be. Mm. Uh, so Jordan Peele, actor, done. Did we lose anything big? Not no. really. Because <laughs> we gained something better. We, ja- we gained Jordan Peele, director. So much better. So much better. Yeah, I mean, come on. He's uh, he's the black Ron Howard. A much better director than he ever was an actor. Ooh, take that, Ron Howard. D. Zack Snyder, going back to him and talking DC. Why did I pull this story? What's this one about here? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. So th- it was just kind of about how he showed this old... Um, the original in Wonder Woman... And they also show it in Batman vs Superman, the old picture of Wonder Woman in, with her World War One buddies. Yeah. Uh, that was originally a different picture when okay. when Snyder was coming up with their thing, and before Patty Jenkins signed on. So apparently he had a picture of uh, Wonder Woman with like like Genghis Khan. I don't know, like some really old no. like wearing fur and shit. There's tents and stuff. Some super super old uh, people. And then how do they have a photograph back then? Yeah. No idea. And then Patty Jenkins came on board with her creative direction. It changed the uh, World War One, so they had to change the picture. And uh, which shows how much they work together yeah. making these movies, which is pretty interesting. But then they put the picture out there just like, hey, look at this sort of uh, an unused thing. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And then, here we go. Here's a Zack Snyder quote I thought was interesting. Look, I've never thought I'd be here doing this. I didn't think I'd be finishing Justice League. The truth is, and it's been widely reported, and I have no issue, this is an old movie. This is a years old movie I'm working on. The DC Universe has gone and branched off and done its own thing, and that's fine as far as what I did, as far as what my vision for, what I wanted to do with these characters on Journey I wanted them to go on. It's well known that I plan on more movies. Five movies or something. But I'm busy. I've got a lot going on. Is it cool that the fans have so much faith in trajectory? Yes, blah, 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 blah. He's basically saying, um, do I plan to continue making DC movies and Justice League movies? No, because he's got all this other shit going on. Yeah. Over at Netflix, he has the Army of the Dead movies. Yeah. And also, there's like a prequel series, an animated thing. Yeah, yeah. that's all coming I'm, out this year. I'm sure he had his next however many years of work already planned out before they were like, um, 
So we've got like a bunch of money over here, yeah. and there are people clamoring for us to throw it at you, so we have to. So we have to do it, because now we have this uh, streaming service we need people to sign up for, and we need bait. And this is the biggest piece of bait we can find. No. And yeah, man, it's it's all happened since. It, it, if it wasn't for HBO Max and not getting like crazy amount of subscribers right away, this would not be happening. No. But it is. And then they dug themselves a hole that was too deep for even them to get out of. So they, they, dug they just themselves. had to keep digging it deeper. <laughs> <laughs> they dug themselves a $70 million hole. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Actually. <laughs> it's amazing. And then, uh, sort of along these lines, Dave Bautista has his reason for turning down James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, right? They work Dude. together in Guardians of the Galaxy. They're friends and Dude. everything. Dune. Uh, let's see what it says here. The answer is Dune. Actually, <coughs> Dune, you would think because of scheduling, right? Because he's like, no. I can't do it. I'm making Dune. No, it was Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah, because he he's in on. that too. He's in that. Uh, he's actually the lead. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was the lead. Neither, but I, neither I, did I. I know who. I figured he would be like. I, I figured it was one of the main guys. Well, no, I figured it would have be it would be more of an ensemble type thing. I, I think it, yeah, because it's, it's a team. It's a oh. it's a, a heist movie. Um, but someone's got to lead that okay, gang. Cool, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, I'm cool. With that absolutely. Um, he says here, I had this chip on my shoulder and was looking for juicy dramatic roles, and then I read the script. Talking about the army of the dead script. Then I read the script and it was a lot deeper and had more layers than I thought. And also, to be quite frank, I wanted to work with Zach. So uh, he initially was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this fucking zombie heist movie. But then he liked the script. Yeah. Dave Bautista has shown to have some pretty good taste in projects. Oh, yeah, he does. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. He has like a My Spy or whatever, you know, for the... Everybody does. It seems that way, right? I mean, come on. The Rock made the Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy. Uh, and you know why? Because... Uh, Vin Diesel did Pacifier, and I was like, "See, I can do it." I, I was like, "If he can do it, I can do it." And then they couldn't. They couldn't do it. Although Tooth Fairy did make money, yeah. and and then who was it? Larry the Cable Guy, Tooth Fairy too. Mm. Yeah, but n- none of those are the rundown. Oh, the rundown. The fucking goddamn the jewel. Like, ser- ser- R- like rundown's pretty great. The- Arnold knew how big The Rock was going to... We knew how big The Rock was going to be mm-hmm. before The Rock got as big as he is. Yeah. Like, he he made that movie, like, ten years too early. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. So weird. It was, like, 2003. <laughs> that's crazy. It's like, have fun. Have fun. Uh, that's the Terminator. It is. He, he passed the torch. torch. Yeah, take this torch <laughs> and go beat those people over the head with it. And I'm going to go terminate uh, higher taxes <laughs> for the people of California. Um, we're going to terminate the capital gains tax. <laughs> and then we're going to terminate gerrymandering because it's not American. Um, man, he put out a seven-minute Jersey Cogger. I saw this late briefly. Schwarzenegger put out a seven-minute video of him sitting at his desk responding to this week. Well, it's because... <clears throat> uh, that, that is because uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is... Not only is he a Republican, but he's also a human being. He's a human being. So he's a good person, and uh, for the most part. And but I was just like skipping through the video. So is it just him sitting at the desk for seven minutes? Yes. It was and through sitting at this and at this. Then like five minutes in, it just jumps him. He's holding a big ass sword in his hand. It's like and the sword and he's like talking. I don't know what happened here. He's Conan. Also, he's Ewan Conan and everyone. So uh, Arnold's out there with a the sword. If people are looking to 
Cool. To throw down. Yeah. Chris Rock admitted that he wasn't a good enough actor 10 years ago, 10 years ago to get the kind of roles that he's getting now. He feels like he had to live his life a little more and be a little more experienced to get this kind of stuff. Uh, do you think it paid off with Fargo? I mean, yeah. I think it was pretty good in Fargo. Yeah. He's still Chris Rock, actually. Well, I mean, yes, he is. He's still Chris Rock, but unless he's doing, like, his Chris Rock thing, yeah, then... Yeah, he does have a very specific thing the, that the, he wasn't doing. Then you can almost believe it. Yeah, yeah. He was, for the most part, very believable. There were just some times when I was like, is he even as old as he is portraying in this show? Probably not. Probably not, right? No. Like, he could still be a little older. Um, but he's in his... 50s by now he's all these guys aging well good for him aging well uh but but he's uh he's good i'm gonna, i'm looking forward to seeing what else he does as he uh as he ages up also pointing out the the double standard of how men age into better roles and then women age out of all the good roles i mean yes and no for the most part it's harder when a woman hits what's the number 35 40 uh, all the lead stuff. So all of a sudden they're playing moms. Well, Sally I mean, Sally Field went from playing a, a love interest to Forrest Gump's mom in a span of like three years. Well, which is interesting. Oh, this cable is a mess. Sasha Baron Cohen said Rudy Giuliani refused to take a COVID test before filming his interview for uh, what he thought was uh, an interview and being for Borat. Duh. What a piece of shit to be like, oh, we're going to be in a small room with a, with a handful of people? No, I refuse to take. Like, just take the goddamn time. You know, that, for that, that's all about politics. Because then if he did take it for that, <coughs> then people would have on record, blah, this, blah, that, yada, yada, yada. He, yeah, no. He was playing a different, what, he, what, he had a different rule book he was playing by. What an insane asshole yeah and then he ends up getting covid four or five months later yeah, yeah he ended up getting it mm-hmm. thank god they went through with that um yeah because they were almost like man should we not do this scene then? no if, no if he's you not gotta, gonna do it you yeah, gotta they all figured it was gonna be worth the risk and it ended it up was. being worth it because he sucks fuck giuliani yeah uh oh man i should have ordered these a little better Zack snyder reveals the marvel movie if he was gonna make a marvel movie this is the the story that he'd be most interested in making uh, and it is an interesting choice, okay. I think. And I thought maybe something you might have a little insight into. I have no idea. But you are a fan of the Daredevil, are you not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, here's Zack Snyder. I would choose Electra Lives Again. It's a Frank Miller comic book. It's a graphic novel about Electra. Daredevil is having these dreams about Electra coming back to life. And it's really cool and weird. It's just cool and beautiful. That's what I would do. No one cares, but that's what I would do. End quote. Interesting. Yeah. It's, never, a, it's a Frank Miller. I never read that part. I mean, I guess between 300 and all this stuff, he's already... Yeah. Well, he, the thing, like, he he wrote Daredevil for a while. Like, mm-hmm. he was one of the main writers for Daredevil for a certain point in time. Really shaped so, Daredevil. Yeah. When is this? Late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. So... That's what I was talking about? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So... That's what he would do. Yeah. He would do a very specific Daredevil story. Okay, That cool. involves uh, some electro stuff. Fun. <clears throat> Jim Parsons. He is a Sheldon, Big Bang Theory, right? Mm-hmm. Openly gay yep. actor. Okay, uh, he weighs in on straight actors playing gay roles. Okay, and it's a interesting quote because it, it it's, it's all about perspective. Here he is. There is definitely the spectrum. I think the fight, as it were, is not 
about having only gay people play the gay parts, but to ensure that all parts are open to all actors. It's important that gay characters are portrayed as well-rounded and completely human individuals. Uh, goes on to say, there are plenty of straight actors who have played gay characters brilliantly. I think Brokeback Mountain is one of the most touching gay movies and love stories I've ever seen, and those two straight actors were the best choices for those roles. Talk about Ledger and mm-hmm. Hall. And that's the other quote. So yeah, it's, um, well, here's the thing: you just you, you end up running the chance if you say that only gay characters <clears throat> can be played by gay actors. Then you're running the chance of the flip side of that coin, where only straight characters can yeah. be played by straight actors. Yeah, and it, so exactly, that's, that's all we're <laughs> so, looking for. We're not looking no, for fidelity, real life fidelity, no, to whatever. Exactly. You're 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 goddamn acting for Christ's sake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but. When there's discrimination on a level of yeah. like, well, then it, that's we don't, a problem. We don't even want to have gay actors working in our stuff, no matter what the roles are. That is straight. Yeah, that, so that's, that's weird that's and fucked what, up. That's weird. You, you, you cast who is ever best for the role. It doesn't matter. We're all about a meritocracy. Meritocracy is fine, but a meritocracy only works if it's an even playing field. And if you don't have an even playing field, then that's when things get fucked up. That's when you need affirmative action. You got to start busting in the, the Puerto Rican kids instead of white schools in Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs> For six months before they move to Staten Island. Get out of there. Um, that's sort of in that vein of just bringing perspective to things. We've brought up J.K. Rowling and her... Uh, weirdly like doubling down tripling down her stance of being like trans women aren't women blah mm-hmm. blah like I don't mm-hmm. I only like women who menstruate <laughs> something yep. like that you know you have to be born with a vagina yeah you gotta be born with it so if you're a woman born with a deformed vagina fuck you deformed woman I don't know how do you how, yeah, do, you, how do you keep no, going exactly. with that train of thought right um Eddie Izzard mm-hmm. uh I don't know did you know that Eddie Izzard has uh is now trans Oh, I mean, I know... Eddie Izzard, now, she, her okay. uh, pronouns. I mean, I, I know he always... She. I know she yeah, always... Yeah, that's sorry. tough. I know it's tough. No, don't be sorry. It's just so, you gotta learn. I, yeah. know, I know that she always go. fancied the feminine side of things. Yeah, Eddie cr- always... Cr- cross-dressed for fun. Yeah. And no, like, that was... That was that was that what was, Eddie Izzard was known for. That was part of his thing. Yes. So her thing. Damn it. I, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You just you just learned this information thirty seconds part, ago. Part of her thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, like it. Fine. And okay. You know what great, I, great for you. You know what I like about this particular one. Um, like for Elliot Page, I had to look up. I had to I had to Google Ellen Page to see. Oh, it's Elliot. Yeah, I had to remind. It's Elliot Page. Eddie Izzard. It's still Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Eddie is a. It can be short for Edith sure. or whatever. It's like yeah. a, it's a fluid name. Uh, like if I if I ever had to had to if I ever switched over uh, trans, fine. I'd just be Chris. Just just cop, chop off the Topher. Yep. Chop off the Topher. That's what the. Uh, isn't that how they, <laughs> that's how they do it? Yeah. That's the final stage. Uh huh. Um, Eddie Izzard on J.K. Rowling specifically. I don't think J.K. Rowling is transphobic. I think we need to look at the things she has written about in her blog. Women have been through such hell over history. Trans people have been invisible, too. I hate the idea we are fighting between ourselves, but it's not going to be sorted with the wave of a wand. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Harry, mm-hmm. Harry, a bit of a Harry Potter joke there. I don't have all the answers. If people disagree with me, fine. But why are we going through hell on this? And that is uh, interesting. Do we really do a lot of infighting there? that you see anywhere, right? Between tribalism, it just keeps breaking down and breaking down in terms of differences mm-hmm. and whatnot. 
so yeah, man, just it's all about perspective and stuff, and 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 yeah. I don't I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> all right, but Eddie Izzard, she slash her. Okay, pronouns. Okay, good for her. Good for yes. There we go. Um, Halloween Kills supposed to come out already in October. Got, got pushed it this October. David Gordon Green explains his approach to the sequel. Basically, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Kills... What's the last one called? Halloween Kills in Space? Yep. Halloween Kills again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Halloween, Halloween Kills, finally, in the hood. Whatever the third one's called. The idea being that the one that we saw was a setup. The third one is going to be the, you know, bringing it all down and, and making it personal. So this second one, Halloween Kills, it's gonna be a crazy one. It's gonna be like <laughs> this is the bonkers one. Yes. Um. So here we go. So when we made the last one, Halloween, we wanted to find a way for someone who's never seen the original to get up to speed. But this one gets right to the action. It's very aggressive. It's more efficient. We wanted it to be an explosive middle before things get streamlined and personal again. Yeah. So expect a very hardcore Halloween movie. Yeah. It's gonna be like Empire. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be dark and bonkers. Exactly. Yeah. The, high, the, the age-old uh, trilogy approach. Make that middle one fucked up and dark. Um, let's see. Here, Joe. Oh, okay. Let me see. Uh, I have to look at this real quick to see why I even uh, added this because it's... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is exciting. The Woman in the wi- in the Window is a Amy Adams movie adaptation okay. of a book that was supposed to come out. Does this even say? When did I see trailers for this? Um, the book was from 2018, so I think this was supposed to come out in 2019, mm-hmm. and then it played in front of test audiences, and they hated the third act so much that they completely reshot the third act of the movie, okay. and then apparently those uh, screenings weren't going well, and then pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's from the director of um, Joe Wright is an English fellow who his first few movies his first like three movies were all nominated for Best Picture oh, wow. at the Academy Awards Pride and Prejudice uh, Atonement and there was a third one okay, so, but, so, they're, so, but they're movies so like that he's one of those kind of guys he's one of those guys he makes these prestige movies yeah. right um, did he even make he may have I don't know if he did Anna Karenina with uh, what's her that, name? It's got that f- same feel. Yeah, it's a, he makes those kind of movies, right? So even Atonement, his war movie, has yeah. that feel. Um, and then when he made an action movie, it's Hannah, the one with Cersei uh, Ronan and Eric Bana. <laughs> okay, that's, so that's why it was a weird arty action now movie. I was gonna say from the director of Pride and Prejudice. Yes, those trailers. Hannah. Those trailers what? are weird. From the director of Atonement, you're like, huh? <laughs> Hannah. Um, and he's gone on to do like less. You know, he hasn't really done any action since then. But anyway. He did, uh, he directed this adaptation, which is fascinating. And it got shit screenings. And uh, now, finally, it has a home, Drew Sakagura. And what I've been saying last year during the pandemic. All the shit's <laughs> going to be start strolling on these streaming services. It gets to the streaming services. So here we go. Picking up the bill on this one is good old Netflix. Right. Thank you very much, Netflix. I'm looking forward to seeing this hunk of <laughs> shit. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm just fascinated. Like, what what went wrong? Why do people hate this so much? Yeah, and it's a and it's a sort of rear window type of movie where Amy Adams plays an agoraphobe who sees uh, what she thinks is a murder across oh, the street. Oh, I've seen that trailer. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> like two years ago. Yeah. Yes. It's coming out on Netflix. Okay. All right. Uh, the Forever Purge. 
This is Wait, uh, what? <laughs> this, this is ominous, ominous timing for the Forever Purge to come out uh, during an insurrection. Yeah, but it's happening. Okay, uh, the final Purge movie, uh, written and produced by the guy who's done them all, but being directed by someone else. It is about what happens when some people decide that after that twelve-hour period and the purge is over, ah, uh-uh, purge ain't over. We're gonna we're gonna keep going. Yeah. A logical conclusion of yeah. what would happen. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, eventually, people just stop purging. Yeah, eventually the purge is either a continuous it, thing, it's, <laughs> or it's all they finally are all man. Dead. I mean, <laughs> if if this was a sci-fi movie, it would be called Purge Colon Infinite. Yes, <laughs> then it'd be like twenty-one fifty-four. <laughs> The purge is still happening. Twenty-two fifty-four. <laughs> the purge is still happening. <laughs> Just that, like ninety times. It's an hour and a half movie. Yep. Um, the movie will take place after the events of Purge Election Year, whereas obviously the movie, the first Purge, was a prequel. Um, a someone will find solace at a Texas ranch. Uh, they fled a drug cartel in Mexico. Things go awry when a group of outsiders decide to keep purging beyond a lot of time. It's an amazing story of Latinos and Americans coming together to overcome despair and evil. Director Eduardo Gout tells Total Film. All right. So, yeah, one more purge. It's the forever purge. Cool. And hopefully it sounds like a nice bit of a... Uh, Come up and there you go, Gabe. There's your come, come up and these these rich white Texans and also drug cartel guys just to even it out. <laughs> Good people on both sides. Good people on both sides. Good people on both sides. Listen, I love you all. I love you all. Stop it, but I love you. <laughs> Stop it, but keep going. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying they stole the election. I concede <laughs> that they stole the election. <laughs> There will be. <laughs> oh God, this guy! Please, 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 something happened. Something happened. Was that a truck? <laughs> that truck means it's... Chris. The black bag matter here. The black bag. Oh, we talk too much. <laughs> the black. We're about to get black bag on the way out the door. Uh, if you don't hear from us by next Sunday, guys, you'll know. Uh, well, then you know what? Yeah, this last story sucks. No. This next story is a good one. I'm skipping this story and going with the final story about Alex Garland's final, not final, next movie. Okay. Uh, it's already been a couple years yeah. since Annihilation. Mm-hmm. He's working with A24. Of course. And he's looking at Jesse Buckley to be the lead actor. Jesse Buckley being from the, 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 the I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> Fargo season four. There uh-huh. we go. That girl. Okay. And uh, let me see. Do we have any sort of... Uh, I'm looking for... Oh, it's called Men. That's the current title. We'll see if it's changed. Okay. And uh, a story centers on a female character to be betrayed by Buckley who will be betraying a young woman who goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside after the death of her ex-husband. Okay. Cool. All right. So it's a vacation movie. Yeah. All right. So uh, Alex Gurn's making a vacation movie. I'm sure it will be free of drama and nothing will happen. In yeah. It. Especially nothing weird. Nothing weird. There will not be any suicide bombing superheroes. No rusky aliens. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Uh, no titano balls. Maybe there'll be titano balls. I and mean, there could be. It, what if in the future It all war, depends on how, how, how fast Druco expands. Druco will be uh, bringing you uh, Purge, colon, infinite. Oh, yeah. And then it's like 2020, uh, the year 2042 or something. And it's like, oh, it's still happening. But my titano balls are getting me through this. <laughs> and they'll get you through, too, if you sign up today. Uh, anyway. 
What was the other sponsor we had? Uh, oh, the uh, mac and cheeses. Mm-hmm. Delicious mac and cheese. White cheddar mac and White cheeses. Mac and cheeses. Uh, made with the finest cheeses in the land. Is it heavenly or is it divine? <laughs> That's the question. You have to decipher with every bite because uh, it changes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have to come up with some new technology for that one. Yeah, it's, it's like a bite. <laughs> like, oh, it's something divine. They take another bite. Oh, now it's heavenly. What? And they take another bite. Like, now it's wine? <laughs> Whoa. Take another bite. Now it's a fish that's multiplying in my mouth to feed others? That could go Ari very quick. What is, <laughs> what is this now? Bread for everyone, for my neighbors, out of my mouth? Now I'm an old Jewish man. Yeah, I, I got that. It's the future. I'm old. Uh, well, that's the end of the episode. So, thank you, Drew. You're welcome, Chris. You're welcome, listeners. And we'll be back next week with episode 419. Let's see my crust, A PFT Media Production.